Shut Yo. the front door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Um, How's things, brother? How you going? Good, man. All the better now. Yeah. Oh, likewise. Stop it. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't stop, don't stop. Do you know what we do need to do? We need to do some sort of intro. How are we going to get into this thing? Hey, there's something I wanted to tell you. We were talking about goosebumps mm. um, in, in my episode. Mm. And, you know, and you know what gives me goosebumps? The intro, you know, when you're talking and then that, that sort of bassy riser comes up underneath just before you do that montage? Yeah. And you'll go, this is podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 10, or as I'm calling it, the season finale, which just sounds bigger, of Prodcast. My name is Dom Evans. I'm head of production at Fox FM in Melbourne. And in this podcast series, I've been talking to audio producers from all around the world about how they craft the sound of radio stations. If this is the first time you've found it, or if you haven't listened to the other nine episodes, I'd highly recommend you start there uh, because this is a debrief episode and it probably won't make a great deal of sense without that context first. So I started this series with Brad Leesk. And since then, I've had some amazing guests and I thank them so much for their contribution. Make sure you hang around till the end of the episode because I give Brad a gift that gets this reaction. (laughs) That's amazing. How much do I owe you? In this episode, Brad and I talk about what we took from the podcast, any sort of changes we've made to the way that we work. And then he actually starts interviewing me um, about the rebrand of uh, Fox FM to Melbourne's number one hit music station. Um, So if you want to know how I sort of put together some stuff, uh, that's a little later in the episode. All right. Welcome back, Brad Leesk. I cannot believe it's been nine episodes since we started. Feels like yesterday, doesn't it? Like that's That's such a a cliche thing to say, but... Well, for me, it does. <laughs> yeah, no, it really does. It's funny because I remember I texted you and I was like, hey, Brad, um, thinking about doing a podcast, <laughs> would you be my number one? And you were like, yeah, sure. The, uh, and the pitch of your voice is significantly lower this time as well. I yeah, know, no, uh, absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, were you nervous for that episode? Yeah, man, incredibly. <laughs> I think you held it together better than me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it in those first few seconds, didn't it, of that clip <sighs> that you played last week? Wow. Oh, man. How have you found it? Because, you know, we had you on and neither of us knew what we were doing and we kind of did episode one and then it kind of went from there. How's it been then sitting out of the chair and just kind of listening to everyone else and, and what have you? What really hit you from the episodes? Mate, uh, not, not one particular thing, but it's just like just listening to just two radio nerds talk um, and it's kind of like it, it'd be kind of like listening to people's production you know like you you'll just hear it and you take it all in and then some point down the track you might just you might um what's the word I'm looking for like you might just uh employ something that you heard in that thing or you might use a piece of language or um mm. I know from Chris's episode and you guys what really hit me was talking about the programming side sort mm. of meeting the production side and like it seems so obvious but now, like every time where I'm making a promo or I'm seeing some messaging, I'm thinking, all right, all the songs you can sing along to, it's like, yeah. there's a reason for that. Or, you know, keep us on all day at work or, you know, yeah, that's something that I found really interesting. Totally. I, I think, yeah, Chris Thorpe's episode, I heard him talking and as he was talking, I thought that's 101 stuff, but it's still actually yeah. smacking me in the head because 
and I think I said it, it's so overlooked, like, yeah, what is the point of this? And, and when he said, what do you want them to understand? What do you want them to feel? Yeah, what do you want them to feel? That was a game changer yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. That's massive, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Isn't it? It's so straightforward, but... For sure. <laughs> it's not yeah. complicated stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us simpletons. <laughs> Two dum-dums. <laughs> is that something that you sort of ever employed? Would you ever sit down with your PD with a script and... Yeah, it is something that I think has come back to the forefront of my mind is looking at a script now and this bit here, circling that, that's got to cut through. Got to make sure that's... If they're going to take one thing, it's that. And then just going, all right, well, how do I support that message, you know? Um, you know, I did the Foxy Ladies thing recently mm. and I put that mix out up mm -hmm. and um, by, by and large it was pretty straightforward promo. The facts. <laughs> Ladies. Are you feeling foxy? Because when the fiercest females on the planet come to Melbourne, the fox gets you there. This is me. Blah, blah, blah. Do it. Kesha. Pink. How is everybody? I wanna be. And Taylor Swift. It's Taylor. Remember? Are you ready for it? Fox FM's Foxy Ladies. Woo! Yes! Melbourne's ticket to the fiercest females live. Can't wait to see you guys again. We're going to have some fun. Win from 9 Monday on 1019. 1019, the Fox. The Fox. The Fox. I looked at the script and I went, in some respects, this is quite simple. We've got these three artists and we want to want a listener to know they can win the most free tickets with us. Mm. And then when I looked at that, I kind of just went, yeah, well, if that's the case, I'll just put that message clearly there without too much noise around it and then I'll just build enough excitement in. Mm. doesn't need to be a seven-minute mashup. <laughs> that would have been cool, though. <laughs> that would have been cool. Now I regret not doing a seven-minute mashup. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's such a great idea as well, putting that, that mix out on... Um... On SoundCloud, man. Nice work with that. And we had a chat about that afterwards. And I was like, how clean, how clean your promo sounded. Mm. Um, and it was really cool to have the mix out there as well and go, no, there isn't much going on in the background there. Like, it's. This is me. Just flows, you know? Well, I kind of, as I'm chopping it up, I heard the hook from Kesha into Pink and they were singing the exact same note between <laughs> This Is Me and Whatever You Want. And I was kind of editing it together and I went, if we just put these two hooks here, that actually would just work perfectly. And that happened yeah. as you were building it. Yeah. You just sort of heard it. Oh, bang, boom. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the other thing I did to BT's episode is he was talking about building something and they're not finessing it, sleeping on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I did the same thing. Yep. Do you do that much? Like A lot. I, mm. I, um, I'm always super clear in the morning. Would you be the mm. same or not? Yeah. Like first yep. thing, like if you're yep. going to sleep on it or if you're, 
if you leave it at the end of the day and know that you're going to boot it home in the next hour in the morning, just fresh ears. Um, yeah, I did like that point that, that he made. That's great. I actually find I get a renewed energy at night too. Okay. Like at about three or four o'clock if I have a coffee yep. and a slice of sugary carrot cake. <laughs> Yum. I can find a second wind. Okay. Yep. And I also find too sometimes the phone stops ringing and the email stops going off at around four thirty five o'clock. Yep. And then there's kind of this golden hour and a half or two where you can just get something done. Sure. Okay. It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird, isn't it? No, no, no. I mean, whatever works for you, you've got it figured out. That's grouse. You know what else was great in the James Stodd episode? That uh, office bike promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With just the actuality. Capital. A bike. Go. A stopwatch. No, it's slow. An office. Oh, no. And Johnny Vaughan. As soon as his back wheel goes through this, I'll press it, yeah? Watch what happened at capitalradio.com forward slash breakfast. I heard it and I went, oh, I used to do that. Why did I stop doing that? That's, mm-hmm. that's a really effective way of pushing online. Totally. And the script was... Incredibly simple, mm. but it was just like grabbing your ear, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's breaking through what you expect to hear at a promo. And Jez touched on that as well. How how important breakfast promos are, like whether mm. or not it's a content promo or or something like that, teasing to what's coming up the following day. And you and Chris touched on that quite a bit as well. You know, I suppose BT in his episode spoke about having that toolbox ready to go. Darcy's episode was incredible. Mm-hmm. Did you learn much from Darcy's, or did you take much from Darcy's? Um, I loved, I loved when you guys spoke about personal brand. I, I, mm. I'm fortunate enough to work with Darcy, so I, I pick up bits and pieces from him every day. Something I'm incredibly grateful for. But um, I think you might have said it. What do people say about you when you leave the room? I know that's not so much got to do with radio directly, but um, that's like that made me go. That hit, that hit home, you know. Mm. No shit. Like that's such an important. Um, just be a good bloke. And I think that's the thing because all of this is great, uh, but at the end of the day, I feel like this is only part of it, the the technical, the creative. If someone's a nightmare to work with or really challenging, it's kind of hard to push past that, I think. Totally. And we're all in the same boat. Like Stax was so giving. Mm-hmm. And even just about his like self-confidence and talking about the days where he doesn't feel like he's doing great production and... It's like, are you kidding? <laughs> From the top of the Empire State Building, New York's number one hit music station. You can't have a oh, bad day days. up there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but that's like every, you can. But everyone. Yeah. yeah. But it's it was so great to hear you guys talking about that because you don't really you don't really talk to anyone about that, do you? Like No. Or just in terms of the the, the sort of self doubt that you can have sometimes, or you might have an off day and you make a promo that, you know, isn't your best. And you do get those feelings, mm. you're like, and I think Stack said it brilliantly. Where he was like, "Like, what? Why have they even hired me? Like, what am I doing yes. here? You know?" Yes. And it, like every single production guy has those days. Yeah. We, we just don't talk about them. No. Enough. It probably happens in all departments. It doesn't feel like it's acceptable to go to someone in the office and go, "I'm not feeling very capable at my job today." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, that'd be like any. It'd be. It's any creative, really, like. I'm sure PDs have those kind of days as well, you know? Yeah. Um, have you started doing anything differently in your role recently? Hmm. Differently. Nothing, nothing, probably just lots of little things, I think. Um, my thought process is definitely more, I guess, more in touch with 
the why, why we're doing something. Um, mm. And you touched on it before. What do I want this person to take out of this? And you might have touched on it with in one of the episodes, I think you did, where they, someone might only take one thing from from that 30-second piece. And, you know, mm. what, what do you want that to be? Yeah, it's definitely a big one for me. What about you? I, I guess maybe I've shown or I've felt like a little more restraint, you know, like putting something together. It's like, all right, well, just because I've got every acapella and instrumental from this artist, does that mean this 30-second promo needs 12 hooks in it to get this message across? Totally. Yep. I agree. 100%, man. 100%. It's just calming down. Yeah, I suppose you can get caught up on hearing someone's stuff on SoundCloud and going, I don't know, but even then, that's a good thing. Like, if you, mm. you want to hear, you want to know how to do something technically, that's always a good thing. If you have that want, then that's incredibly important. And you and Darcy spoke about um, sort of that passion and that wanting to, you know, always move forward. Um, yeah. But it's not the be all and end all, you know, as mm. long as the message is clear. Totally. Mm. And Chris Kubacki spoke about it too, um, that AC format heart in Hobart. That um, I said Hobart like a bit of a, <laughs> a dum-dum there, but that's all right. We'll press on. Um, in Herbart. <laughs> what is going on? I wish I could edit that out, but I can't think of a logical point, so we'll just press on. <laughs> no one could say they didn't see our true personalities in this podcast. <laughs> it's all on show. Um, and he was saying he went and beat mixed all those songs and mm-hmm. the PD was like, it's the opposite of what I wanted. We've all had that, haven't we, as producers, where we produce this thing and you're so proud of it and they're like, no, that's not a, like it's full of technical ability and I love it, but it's mm. not quite what I wanted. Yeah. You had that? Yeah, I had that uh, last week. Um, <laughs> but, 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 that was, but that was probably me not fully understanding, and you and Chris touched on this again, like what are we trying to achieve here? Basically, mm. it was, it was a, a music demonstrator promo, and I went nuts on the acapellas and the instrumentals um, and made something relatively hot. Um, yep. And, and when I listen back now, I kind of go, oh, yeah, I, I, I see why that got knocked back because it's a little bit confusing. Um, and then it ended up just being sort of a relatively clean promo with just three hooks in it, just three hooks, not necessarily beat mash, just stayed true to their tempo, but mm. like the message was like, this is what we're playing all day while you're working, you know, songs you mm. can sing along to, Nova. Nova's greatest hits workday means... You hear this? With this... Sing along to All Day While You Work. Nova's Greatest Hits Workday. This morning from nine, straight after Fitzy and Whipper. On Nova. I probably should have done more to understand what we were doing around that. Um, mm. And instead of, yeah, I don't know, maybe it's just the production guy and me coming out wanting to make something really hot. And even if I did know what they wanted, I'd go, oh, this is a chance to make something cool. Yeah. Gonna, no, but... Um, I've never met anyone that hasn't had that. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's um, you know, we're talking about it in Chris's Kubaki's episode. It's restraint, and um, I feel like we're. I mean, this is oh, this is a funny analogy. This might haunt me. This might be one of the many <laughs> things I regret. Going to say it anyway. Uh, I feel like we're all like snowboarding champions. We can do all these crazy tricks, and then we just have to like the job is just to scoot like three meters over there. 
Yeah. And we're like, yeah, man, like doing twirls in the air and it's, they're not even called twirls, are they? This is not panning out for me. <laughs> but it's like, that's not what it's, that's not what it needs to be. But we know how to do it. So we want to show that we know how to do it. Yeah. And but it's I, fun. But I think you also want to creatively flex those muscles. Yes. As like, you kind of, you want to, you don't always, like one of those balls to the wall promos with a billion hooks in it uh, might mm. only come along once a year. Hmm. So I suppose that, you know, one of the few notes I wrote down was um, clarity of message. Mm-hmm. That's probably something that, yeah, has, has I've just, it's like a final check that I do now, sure. I think. But I've always heard that in your production, though. Your message has always been up front, extremely clear. Oh, thanks, man. Is that something you've always had back in your mind or is it just sort of now like you're paying just that um, little bit more attention to it? Maybe I'm just aware of it now. Uh, I mean, I'm really lucky too. I've got great people around me that will pull me up, sure, um, and say, "Hey, that's not cutting through." Or mm-hmm. um, so it's not always right the first time, but but I suppose the the point is that it's right when it goes to air. Yeah. Like I like to listen to the station a bit, and I'll get in the lift or get in the car, and I'll hear something, and I'll make a note to go back and revisit it. Club, like I can't understand what that says. Sure. Sure. And if I don't know what it says, then... Oh, mate, yeah. No idea what you, what that just said. It's a fine balance, though, isn't it? Because when you peel back all the hot production and, you know, I feel like radio needs exciting production. Mm-hmm. That's kind of half the point is to hype the brand and give it an identity and give it a lift. But you can go too far and it just sounds uh, incomprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. But I've always said it to you. I love how I love how the fox sounds because it still has that massive, big sound with those voiceovers that still sort of are on your level. Is that something that you mm. that you are sort of conscious of? Yeah, um, I don't get to make all those decisions on my own. Sure, <laughs> um, but yeah, the guy we're using at the moment, um, I recommended him, and I think he's great because he. Big, but still real. Yeah. Yep. 1019 The Fox. Officially. Melbourne's number one. Heat. Music. Station. And he's in Melbourne and he comes into the Melbourne studio and I direct him and, yeah, I direct him to sound big, but, yeah, um, yeah I want him to sound like a human being as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then but your your, your um, production complements that as well in the, in the cleanliness um, but still sounding big. You know how much of a, of a fan I am of your stuff. Thank you. But Thanks so much, man. And likewise. Oh, shucks. Stop it. Stop it. We'll stop recording soon and just tell each other how great we are. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell me, Dom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love your hair. You know I love your hair. Oh, thanks, bro. Likewise. Um, yeah, oh, this old thing? <laughs> no, keep going. I'm actually due for a haircut, so <laughs> fresh cuts next time you see me. <laughs> I've learned so much. Um, Jez's podcast... He said, if you throw enough time at it, something good will come out the other end. I mean, that's just another way of saying what you were saying, which is affording yourself that time. Mm. You were saying, you, you know, that time in the Arvo when you can maybe just spark that little bit. I had a, a thing last week where I had to get something finished in the Arvo. I only had a couple of hours and I just, I crumbled under that. Not, not, Did cr- I didn't crumble under it. Like I got it done and it was fine. I just knowing that I couldn't afford myself the time on something that was um, probably could have been or probably should have been given maybe a few more hours than I physically had. Um, and that's just because we were, you know, we had an incredibly busy week um, and everything was fine. It sounded like it was totally fine. But I think just in my head, 
that's something I need to work on is, um, is knowing that you haven't always got that time. Um, Mm. but when, when I can, you have to afford myself that time. Mm. It's funny. I'm just thinking on that, you know, Chris Davis actually said that he performs really well under pressure. Sure. He actually almost thrives on it. And I kind of get it because if you gave me a project that would take two days, but you gave me a week to do it, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd muck around a lot. Yeah, man. I agree. No, I, I totally agree. Some of the work I'm most proud of has happened in in high-pressure environments. Um, I only measure. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, man. <laughs> <laughs> Robbed, mate. Robbed. Uh, you and I are going to get on the next flight. <laughs> grab that thing. Um, oh, I don't know. I've lost my train of thought, mate. Where were we? No, you were saying some of your best works happened under pressure. Yeah. Would you, you, you would agree? Yeah. You, yep. 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 Because I think it comes back to what BT was saying, how you finesse, finesse, finesse. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's... Uh, I think especially when you're under pressure and your team know you're under pressure and you can say, great, leave it with me now, then you can just go and knuckle down and just, you know, we're talking about it in your episode when you hit that point where you're like, here we go, yeah, here we go. <laughs> then you just, everything goes black around you and you can just knuckle down and you yeah. know you're on a, yeah. like, but once you hit that, just everyone get out, I'm working. So good. Yeah, man. I couldn't agree you know, more. one thing I, I did just want to say is I kind of feel bad because when we did your episode, it was the first one, I had no idea what I was doing and we didn't play a lot of your production. I thought we played plenty. We played a little bit, but one of the pieces of feedback I got actually from some of my colleagues was, love it, like great episode, but you need to play more production. You've only played a couple of pieces. Because I think for yours, I was trying to put in a piece of production, talk about it, put in a piece, talk about it. But then I realised... You can just treat it like a produced show and just use the production like breakers. Yeah. So I apologise for not putting more production in yours. Don't apologise, Because you have mate. some great stuff. No, no. I'm just going to pack the, this episode for you. <laughs> the people heard enough of my production. We need to hear some of yours, Dom. Ah, oh, SoundCloud. <laughs> Here we go. Here's me throwing to a piece of audio again. Have you got something that you could? Have you got something that you could play that you'd be proud of lately? Or well, we just rebranded to Melbourne's number one hit music station. Wow. Oh, it feels weird throwing in my own audio. Absolutely I guess not. No. Put some of that in here. <laughs> yeah. Wait, let me throw to it. Okay. Now. <laughs> Live from the world famous Fox Studios in South Melbourne. Bring it back now. I can very do this shit. Yeah, very good. <laughs> um, Talk us through that. Yeah, so with this. Um, so we've had a Galantis Sonic on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me you love me. Diddle it, diddle it, Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, must remember to replace that with the acapella, or that's not going to sound very good. <laughs> <laughs> Fox. Hits an old school. Fox famous in Melbourne. And we wanted a new Sonic. It was just kind of time to replace it. And at the same time, the call was made to do the number one hit music station. So actually our music director, Dan Hill, found that Sonic. Feel, feel good. You can feel, feel good. And I thought, yep, that's great. 
Uh, it was in the key of E, so straight to Beatport. Oh, yeah. Sort by category E. And then it was just, yeah, having the acapella in Pro Tools, searching Beatport to find the right key. Um, and it came together pretty quickly, and then it was about getting that, that VO um, just to do the big number one hit music station, but still, as we're talking about, real. Melbourne's number one hit music station. station. 101.9 The Fox. Yep. And that was fairly straightforward. Melbourne's number one hit music station. 101.9 the Fox. Do you reckon you approach that top of hour differently after no, after doing these nine episodes than what you would have prior? Or do you think it sounds any different? Like, I mean, that's a hard question, but... Um, that's a great question. I think I sat back from it a little bit more. Previously, I probably would have started to get more nervous and anxious. Like, oh, we've got to have this new sound on the air. I don't have it in the can yet. How's this going to end? Mm-hmm. Whereas this, I kind of just went, yep, I know we're going to get it done. We've got some good options here. We're not saving babies. Let's just sit sure. back. I, I just sat back from it a bit. Yeah. Because I think we all do this. I definitely do. I just sometimes I get the blinkers on and I'm way too close to it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, it's easy to feel like you're the production. <laughs> like if yeah, they man. don't like it. They don't like you, you're no good, um, <clears throat> how did you end up here anyway? That kind of thinking kicks in. But mm-hmm. I think this time I more looked at it like we were all sitting around the piece of production. I happened to put it together, but we were all putting into it. I like that. What, what do you want people to feel when they hear that top of hour? Excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you want that like. Boom, here we go. We're back on. We're exciting. And then you give the jock a platform to do what they do best, which is sell the music or the format or the tactic. And this other thing too, isn't it? It's, yeah, you're sort of, you're giving a tool to the announcer. Yep. You know, you're giving them a stage. Imagine Ryan Seacrest walking out into an empty car park and saying, welcome to American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Without the glitter cannons, the lights, the the dolly cameras swinging around the room, I guess. Yep. That's kind of what production is, isn't it? It's the it's the smoke and mirrors. I mean, he gets up in the morning and does what we all do, but then he walks onto the stage and he's been given this platform to create excitement. Yeah. Now you're hitting me for six now. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so much fun putting this season together and I thank you so much, bro, for um, being the first guest because someone had to say yes first and you were just like, yeah, man, I'm cool. I'll do it. And I'm so glad you did because, man, it's been good. I've learned so much from this. I mean, on the thank you side of things, thank you. Um, like on, on behalf of everyone you've had on and, and everyone listening, um, it's, it's only a positive thing that, you know, people can, to, can learn about imaging and, and, and how other people do things. I've found it incredibly beneficial. Um, so thank you for all the hard work you've put in. I know, I know there are a lot of people that appreciate it and it's, it's doing the, uh, the imaging community good. Oh, thanks, man. That means a lot. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's my pleasure. 
So I'm in contact with some really cool people for season two. I don't want to say who they are just in case they fall through, but if the people who say they'll come on will come on, it's going to be great. And um, I'm really pumped for that. So You're going to tell me after this is over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But just quickly before we go, do you remember at the end of your episode when I was like, oh, um, do you have bradleesk.com? Have you got your phone there? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Go to bradleesk.com. <laughs> That's amazing. I'll have to transfer the ownership to you, but I've bought you bradleesk.com. How much do I owe you? Nothing, man. Oh. <laughs> Mate, that is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> You're welcome, brother. Dude, thanks so much for joining me in episode one and episode 10. I couldn't think of anyone better to um, to work through the season with as a bit of a debrief. So thank you, brother. Mate, thank you. I, uh, I have taken so much from this season and I know a lot of other people have as well. Um, so thank you, mate. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm stoked that you'd, uh, you'd even consider me to be on it. So thank you, mate. Pleasure, man. Let's go get a beer. Boom. <laughs> I'll be there in a couple of hours. Yeah, that's right. Can you buy my flight as well? Yes. <laughs> absolutely. And super quick thank yous. It would not have been what it was without the guests. So a huge thank you to Brad Leesk, Stax Williams, Brendan Tacey, Chris Davis, James Stodd, Jeremiah Buzniak, Darcy Milne, Chris Thorpe and Chris Kubacki for being so vulnerable and open and sharing so much of what you know. I really appreciate it and I know that everyone listening does as well. Uh, to my girlfriend Tash who put up with me recording at like 5 in the morning and 10 at night with international recordings thank you Uh, to everyone that I work with uh, the incredible content team at Fox FM and Southern Cross Stereo an absolute joy to work with and they are absolutely outstanding and just lastly you guys for listening and reaching out if you want to get in contact podcastshow at gmail.com I'm at DomEvansAU on Twitter and if you'd like to be notified about season 2 make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast app until next time thank you so much for listening <laughs>